Good afternoon, Tony Abatini with Beyond the Ball, coming to you from Chester, New York, our beautiful campus in Orange County. Beyond the Ball, uh, as some of our listeners have uh, understood, I'm trying to bring to you the latest information, teachings, technology, concepts, what's going on in both the amateur and the professional baseball and softball industry. Just returned from a tremendous trip to Knoxville, Tennessee, where our friends at 108 Performance, Eugene Bleeker, Will Marshall, Nate Headley, and the boys uh, conducted and hosted their Bridge the Gap seminar last weekend. I was lucky enough to be part of the, the presentation talking about mental and visual performance and how to integrate that into both training and in real performance. But really, today's chat is about information which I believe is second to none. Just recently, 108 and Frozen Ropes combined forces where we're actually talking to facilities and travel organizations and providing them with a resource in the way of training, facility management, operations, programming, 25 years of me doing this under the Frozen Ropes umbrella and 108 performance that, quite frankly, are the hottest ticket right now in baseball. Uh, their ability to connect and develop some of the top players in the game ha has really caught the attention of Major League Scouts, Major League organizations, and certainly the college ranks also. So it made sense for me to bring in what I thought was the top of the food chain elite training, uh, particularly for pitching and hitting. And over the last month or so, some of you that have been here have seen the water bags, have seen the introduction of the K-Lab, the hitting lab that we've been doing, and a lot of it, well, actually most of it, has been premised on the 108 methodology. And I wanted to just share why I believe what they're doing and, and now being able to bring it into New York at our facility um, is really a game changer for, for us. And as I tell so many people, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that counts. And this is an industry, having been in it for over 25 years or so, it never amazes me how, how good information becomes later on. It doesn't mean that the game has changed. The rules are the same. But because of technology, because of biomechanics, because of all of the research and science that's now part of Major League Baseball at the highest level and eventually filtering down to the amateur level, we're just better teachers if we allow information and technology to guide us. Not to control us, but to make sure that what we're telling players uh, is backed by reality, is backed by understanding how the body works, and not just simply presenting and repeating cliches and things that we heard growing up. And we always use the classic example of squish the bug and swing down and step and hit and hold on to the bat with two hands on the throwing and pitching side. We hear still so many well-intended young coaches and dads telling young pitchers to push off the rubber or throw overhand uh, or swim and swivel your glove into your armpit. All these things that we now know or that science tells us is just not accurate. And I think in an industry now where arm injuries are epidemic, young players having 
shoulder, elbow issues. Tommy John surgery now has become part of a 15- to 17-year-old pitching arsenal. It, it's becoming a, a bigger problem, and especially on the pitching side. If you're not very good in teaching hitting, or if, or if your son is not a great hitter, they're probably not going to get hurt. The challenge in pitching and throwing is that you're susceptible to getting them hurt and possibly not playing anymore. So you, you really have to understand and, and know a little bit more on the throwing and pitching side just for the medical issues that come up. But I, I wanted to give an overview. People asked the last week or so, why 108, Tony? We thought you're a smart guy. Why would you be partnering with an organization out of Knoxville, Tennessee, and so forth and so on? And uh, I, I met Eugene Bleeker and Will Marshall, but it was really Eugene Bleeker who was the founder of 108 and I would read his articles and and watch him on social media and watch some of his videos and it was really interesting to learn and listen to not only the passion which was so obvious but the why behind what he was saying it was never his opinion he was not a major league player he was a probably like myself a below average pro prospect played in college a little bit but understanding and really going to school and researching what exactly goes on with these, what, what he calls these movement patterns, uh, how the body works most effectively, and particularly on the hitting side. And what, what really transcended this conversation that he and I had to now integrating everything that they're doing at 108 into frozen ropes was really just some big differences on the hitting side. For example... We know that rotation and turning is extremely important in hitting and pitching. And, and we know that how fast one rotates is extremely critical and indicative of how hard they might hit a ball and how far they might hit a ball. What, what Eugene has really shown, not only to me, but the rest of the industry, is that it's not always about the acceleration. It's about the deceleration. It's about how effectively can that 12-year-old or 22-year-old actually stop the turning or the rotation. And, and his mantra of the anti-rotation anti rotation club really holds weight in that so many young hitters, because of the squish to bug, turn your hips, and thinking and feeling that hitting should start from the legs and come up, according to 108 and what Eugene has researched, that the better hitters really create this energy from the middle down to the pelvis down into the legs, which allows the trunk, the middle of the body, to accelerate more effectively. That's significantly different than, I'm going to call it, mainstream hitting instruction, where it's all about ground-based. There's a big talk about separating the hips and separating the shoulders, wherein what 108 has really understood and, and has such effective teaching cues is learning that it's a top-down process, that this energy to create maximum bat speed and maximum barrel efficiency starts from the shoulders to the chest to the torso and down. And, and that in and of itself is a, flies against all of what most of us have learned over the years, that it's all about using your legs. Use your legs. Keep using your legs. Keep turning your hips. And, and this methodology of top-down is not dismissing that. It's just saying that the order and the way in which energy eventually needs to get to the barrel of the bat because that's really the culmination of power. 
we, we can be extremely efficient, but the key is to move in such a way so that the barrel continues not only to accelerate, but accelerates at maximum speed prior to ball, uh, ball impact. And so why the water bags? People that have been in our facility over the last month have, have noticed the water bags as kind of a, what uh, 108 calls it's a movement prep. And it's kind of a very interesting way to teach hitting. Um, in, instead of the dynamic warm-ups and the stretching and whatnot, we'll take a lot of our players now and we'll put the water bag on. Usually it's the log and we'll put it behind their neck or behind their behind their back, and we'll just let them, as we call it, move the water. Let, let, let them initiate that rotation from the shoulders and from the chest. And once they get a feel and actually hear and, and feel and see and the, the, the water going back and forth, we start getting them to understand how it's effective to learn how to stop the water. Right? So think about a water bag or anything behind you, and you're moving it not really fast. But the beauty of the water bag and the feedback that it provides is that as soon as you stop the bag, whoosh, you hear the squishing noise that, that tells you that you've effectively stopped. So the key is to make the bag make a lot of noise in the beginning and then very quickly, almost like you're reversing, you're making it stop to go in the other direction. This is really the beginning of some of our athletes to understand that, that deceleration is just as important as acceleration. And again, because the water bag is up top on the shoulders or behind the back or with the dolphin bags actually in front of the stomach area, right? they're initiating this move from the top down and not using the foot, the knee, the ankle, and initially the hip to initiate the move. The, the turning or the rotation is actually being originated from the top and and that's been for us anyway a real game changer and to get hitters to realize man I'm 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 swinging the bat faster by having my body do less and and you know for the longest time it's been difficult to teach hitters that less is more that in in order to hit a ball effectively they need to know the difference between effortless power and powerless effort. And think about what I just said and the difference between that. Effortless power, we, we look at a 12-year-old or the, the, the hitters in the big leagues, and we say, my God, look how easy and smooth and fluid that swing is compared to other hitters where their max effort, their, their, their misunderstanding of, of how this ground base turning and separating the body via the hips and shoulders is the most effective way of doing it. So we, we've seen the results really well, actually, with the young guys, because now we don't have to tell them about what the back leg should do. And those of you that watch Major League Baseball games, they're not squishing bugs. If you watch their back leg in particular, whether it's the so-called scissor or the anchor zombie that's going on, their back leg is actually being anchored or, as we call it, kill the back leg so that the torso and the shoulders can effectively rotate extremely fast in a short period of time and then have the front foot actually be the brake, to be the decelerant, so that now all of a sudden the rotation that was created from the top gets down into the midsection and all of a sudden now the body says stop and that energy then gets passed very effectively to the barrel of the bat. Um, and, and I know that sounds hyper-technical, but I think the, the great thing about 
this water bag training, which is really implicit training at its best. Implicit training in layman's terms is be quiet, have less talking, and, and let the player figure it out and let the player kind of organize him or herself based upon any of the visual challenges and what the environment the playing field has in front of them. Much more effective in, in the learning process. And so the, the hitters that have taken part of this, the initial reaction is, well, it feels smooth. It, it feels like I'm not doing much. But again, feedback and measuring is everything. Uh, we're lucky enough to have Rapsodo and the Stalker guns in most of our tunnels now. And we're seeing better impact, better exit velocity by getting the players not only to do less, but to get them to realize it's all about stopping this energy that we're getting them to feel with the water bags that's coming from the top down. And so as you watch your son or daughter hit at any age, and you know, be careful with over-teaching at a very young level. One of the revelations that we saw in Knoxville at 108 just the playfulness in the environment and the activities. Swinging wiffle ball bats, letting the children, and I, I can, I'm saying children, 14, 15-year-olds, play like little kids and just simply let them have fun and just simply, as a cue, just hit the ball as hard as you can and not be too worrying about technique. And it's amazing when you tell children as evidenced by our 6U class that we have here, to just swing as hard as you can, you're seeing tremendously clean, what I call holistic and natural movement, and it's not coming from the legs and the squishing of the bug and the overturning of the hips. They're using their hands and their shoulders to deliver the barrel, uh, and, and their legs are somewhat quiet and, and look more like big leaguers and some of our 14, 15-year-olds that, that are still kind of stuck in the mud, if you will, with the, the overturning and the stay back and, and the other mantras that, that at, at this point are, are not allowing them to go from good to great. So, And hitting is such a big piece of, of baseball and softball. You can talk about defense. You can talk about infield play and game strategies. But, boy, if your son or daughter can hit, they're going to play this game for a long time. It's the most fun part of the game, I believe, anyway. I know pitching is, is, is a fun thing also. And probably in the next session we'll, we'll talk about how, quote, throwing sidearm is what your young players should do. Or, quite frankly, that should be the cue to get them from throwing so way over the top that it never allows that arm to match the rotation and the plane of the shoulders for another time, though. But in the hitting, encourage playfulness. Encourage big moves in the beginning. Allow them to pump, pump their arms up. Allow them to leg kick. Allow them to just simply think, smash it as hard as I can, and, and stay away from the put the ball in play, turn your hips, get their bat away from their bodies, right? Well, the one thing that... We're learning now is that if we if we can create good space from our body with the bat and have the space in between, the, the, the bat and the ball, the bat and the barrel, excuse me, work so much more effectively that it's a smoother swing. The bat has a chance to be much more adjustable as it starts heading into the the hitting zone. So create and allow them to be playful. And you, you see so many young hitters now coming in. Their hands are way too close to their body. 
right? They're, they're loading with their entire body instead of what we call kind of being the airbender, just letting their hands move freely back and forth. Uh, you're seeing them so deathly afraid of moving forward. Well, newsflash, we want the body to go forward. We want to, as we call it, stomp the spider or have some weight transfer going at the time in which we're getting ready to hit instead of being stuck on the back. And once we're stuck on the back, we wind up rotating out of control and not having anything on the front to be able to stop. So having said all that, what's the takeaway from, from this podcast Anyone can be an average hitter, but for, for those of you that are coaching the better players, whether it's travel ball, high school ball, there's some really good information that's out there, and it's not new. This is actually uh, old school. When 108 Performance and Eugene Bleeker wrote his book, Old School, New School, it was really what, what I'm talking about, these movement patterns and the hitting. Go watch Mickey Mantle. Go watch Babe Ruth. Go watch Joe DiMaggio. Right, some of the best hitters in the game. Go watch Hank Aaron, Willie Stargell, and go and watch particularly their lower half, their legs, and what they were doing. They weren't squishing bugs. They weren't rotating out of control. They had tremendous top-down energy that was getting caught or pushed into that front leg. And I think that's what's that's what's exciting now about um, the 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 hitting that's going on. the The better programs are buying into it and and seeing results. Unfortunately, baseball is a sport that um, there's no regulation on it. You know, if you're a professional hitting instructor or hitting coach, if you charge people money, there's no certification of it. I think parents need to understand. No, no different when parents for the first time come in and ask us why we're not squishing bugs and why we're not swinging down, and, and we show them and explain to them, and then they see results. That's what it comes down to. So uh, next episode, we'll talk more on the pitching end, but uh, let's just say that the 108 performance frozen ropes um, interaction, two worlds colliding, we, we think that our instruction has been pretty good over the last 25 years all across the country. Having Eugene Bleeker and Will Marshall and his staff from 108 really immerse himself here. Uh, they'll be on campus Sometime in March, we're sending more of our staff down to Knoxville next month for additional training. But uh, stay tuned, and if you have an opportunity to come in in January to, to see the water bag products and some of the training that's going on, open campus all the time. You're more than welcome to. This is Tony Abitini from Beyond the Ball, and enjoy the rest of your day, and have a great and tremendously enjoyable holiday season.